excited? I'm, I'm so good. I've I've stopped crying now. It's been 45 minutes since uh, the first person in Australia just got their COVID vaccination. Uh, so excited. Live on the tally. Like for me, it was like Mars, you know, Mars Perseverance landing. Like it's just such a big moment. And I'm so um grateful and hopeful and joyful um about it because I feel like it's it's just the beginning of the end I know we've got many months to go and I know it's just the beginning but it really is a an extremely hopeful day and the first person who got it was a lady called Jane who came to Australia from uh, Poland after World War II uh, and made um you know, made a life for herself here. And she was just great. She just sat down and somebody said, oh, you know, are you worried about, you know, why, why would it be you? And she's like, yeah, why not? Um, and off she went. And then they've chosen um, basically the, the formal vaccine rollout starts tomorrow, but it being Sunday, they've chosen 12 people uh, representative of those who will be getting the first vaccinations to vaccinate. So they had, um, there was somebody, an Indigenous person had had their vaccination. I'm not sure what their, um, you know, craft group is. There was there was an army guy, had this massive, um, beautiful tattoo on his arm right where the vaccine was going to go, the rising, the rising Sun Army emblem, and that's where he had his vaccine. Uh, Paul Kelly, Chief Medical Officer, had his, and then our Prime Minister had, had his as well. I think it's just... In all the horribleness that's happened this year, I think it's just so lovely to take a minute and say, look, isn't this, isn't this great um, that, that we're starting? And New Zealand started this week as well. So I'm really hopeful on a personal level that uh, hopefully we'll get a travel bubble happening soon. Um, so and for those, have- those listeners who might not know, um, you know, the reason why personally this is so significant is that you're – aside from your kids and your husband, all your family are based in New Zealand and you haven't been able to see them. Yeah, and so the thing that really kills me is, as we've talked about before, it's not so much for me, but it's the fact that my kids um, haven't seen their grandparents, you know, and probably they're still not going to be able to go till the end of this year. It'll be two years. And um, my kids who were, um, you know, 7, 9, 11 at the beginning of this will be, 9, 11, and 13, and that's just time that you don't get back. And I understand it's not the same as, um, you know, the UK where they've had up to 1,500 dead a day. Like, clearly that's been impossibly awful and terrible, but uh, there have been many family and friends separations, you know, where people have missed births and deaths and weddings, all of these usual things. We've got a major mental health crisis happening with people being separated. So I'm this part of the reason I'm just so I'm so joyful. I'm so grateful to the scientists. Kudos to them. Uh, and we're going to start digging ourselves out of this hole. Yep. It's just so great. It's so great. It's it's super exciting. And also from the point of view of looking after our region, I think you know both uh, particularly you know Jacinda Ardern and also Australia have. Um, pledge to um, provide vaccine for the Asia Pacific region, um, and I think and um, the UN and WHO have have been very vocal about vaccine equity and that we're not none of us are safe until we're all safe. Um, 
And but it's a pretty exciting moment. I, I got a, a simulated vaccine last week. Um, <laughs> did you was, did you cry? Because I'm gonna I cry. I felt when really I emotional actually. It felt <laughs> it truly, I mean, I, so I was part of a big um, simulation at one of the vaccine centers and um, it felt pretty emotional, yeah. It it it's uh, a year ago this was something that people said might not ever happen. And whilst um, we have been watching vaccine being given to many of our friends and colleagues uh, in the Northern Hemisphere for some months, um, and so millions of doses have been mm. given now. 200 million so 200 far. 200 million doses. Yeah. And in some ways it's felt like a long time coming. Actually, this is incredibly fast. It's the blink of an eye. Um, it's the 21st of February, twenty. Uh, 21 and uh, mm. this time last year a pandemic hadn't actually been named yeah. pandemic was named on March 11 2020 yeah just so, after International Women's Day remember just after we yeah. had that um, morning tea yeah um, at the New South Wales government for, with the AMA right and it was yeah. two days after that yeah so I think um, and that's the last time you and I saw each other in person jeez so I think it's amazing and I think it's um, I think I'm just going to name the elephant in the room because there's been a lot of Twitter commentary um, this morning about Scott Morrison getting the vaccine. And I think that we need to be really clear that this needs to be a non-political moment. Um, the Prime Minister getting a vaccine is important for those who are vaccine hesitant. So there will be a small group of anti-vaxxers who um, will fervently hold a particular view and we may never be able to change their minds. But rightly, because for some it appears to be a very small period of time, even though most of the technology to create this vaccine comes from decades' worth of vaccine developments of other vaccines um, and the entire scientific community who make vaccines, I'm going to use that word that we all now hate, pivoted to, to putting all their intellectual energy into making these vaccines. And so whilst it appears fast, actually there's um, decades' worth of science and intellect and, and other development that has gone into this. Um, but I think those people who are vaccine hesitant and um, who look up to leaders are going to be um, swayed by seeing people in leadership positions, including the Prime Minister and the Chief Health Officer, who you mentioned, Paul Kelly, got, got the vaccine today, and others getting the vaccine. I think it's actually a really important thing and I think it's important we don't politicise it. Whatever your political beliefs or whatever you think about um, <clears throat> A particular leader. So I'm, for one, pleased to see us move forward on this and it was really exciting and I know uh, you and I have talked about, well, maybe this means you can start to book a trip to New Zealand. Yeah, I mean, I certainly, you know, the virus doesn't care what side of what your politics are, right? The virus doesn't it doesn't care. I think um, it was it's absolutely true and right that Scott Morrison should be in the first twelve to show the confidence in the in in the vaccination and the process and the scientists. Interestingly, at work, I've had many people ask me, "So, are you going to get the vaccine?" Because I do believe, even in healthcare, people feel that it's been rushed and people feel like we are the first. Well, here's the thing: we are not the first. 
200 million people worldwide have had it already. This vaccine um, is being scrutinised in the way that no vaccine before ever has been. And I think also the rapidity of it, as I understand it, is because the process of development has been done. Instead of processes being done in sequence, one after the other, they've done things in parallel. And as we know, there's like 160 vaccines in development around the world, like everyone's working on it. So absolutely, the moment it's my turn, I'll have no hesitation at all in rolling up my sleeve and I'll have a big smile on my face and I'll probably be sobbing. So the poor, the poor vaccinator that gets me will have to have a little bit of emotion to deal with. Well, whoever's going to be filming it, because I bet you uh, you'll need to film that for all of us. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I will absolutely be getting my vaccine. I assume that I will be... Um, well, and to my knowledge, I'm a 1B uh, because I'm a healthcare worker, but I um, am not, I don't, I, I'm pretty confident I'm not in that first group and I haven't, I haven't been notified otherwise. The only thing for me, and I think this is important to mention, that there are some people who will have contraindications to getting vaccine and some precautions. So I have anaphylaxis and actually we don't know what I have anaphylaxis to. The medical term is idiopathic anaphylaxis. Um, and I, after 20 years of testing uh, multiple times, uh, we still don't know. So I... Um, am aware that people with anaphylaxis are on a precaution list and if you have a proven allergy to anything in the vaccine then I think that's an absolute contraindication because I don't know what I'm allergic to. I am hoping that they will um, still give me vaccine but that will mean that I will need to have it in a hospital which I probably would have anyway given um, my healthcare worker status and with healthcare professionals around me and access to adrenaline, uh, which um, would be the usual thing for somebody with a known allergy anyway. So I, that is not going to deter me. I want the vaccine. I think that um, any risks to me from having the vaccine are absolutely outweighed from getting um, COVID. And I, uh, particularly as somebody who not who who also has asthma and respiratory problems, uh, I am far more worried about getting COVID and the consequences of both initial disease with COVID and long COVID, because I think we really need to keep in mind that having um, COVID is not just about the initial illness. It's also um, for those who are suffering from long COVID and much later consequences that we don't know about. So, yep, very exciting game. Bring it on.